This is the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Now, here's your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is the You Need to Know podcast, uh, the black business podcast where we shine the light on folks who are just doing great things, black business owners, entrepreneurs, and um, I'm really excited and and I guess, what, what do I say, disclaimer, that the uh, the person I'm talking to today has done work for me. <laughs> so Lauren Lacey with Miss Lacey Studios is in the house, LLC. L- Lauren, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. Lauren, you know, um, I always ask people, you know, if they are transplant or they're from here. So, so tell me, give me a little bit about your background. Give me a little bit about you. Well, I am probably one of the only original Georgia peaches actually here. <laughs> I was actually born at Crawford Long oh. for the Crawford Long babies. I haven't heard that in a so, long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the people I know are like, oh, yeah, I was born at Grady. Were you born at Grady? And this was before I, I really knew. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. And they're like, oh, no, no. Baby, if you were born in Grady, you would know it. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess I wasn't. Born. Absolutely. So. I'm a Grady baby, so I know. Absolutely. Yep, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Atlanta-born, Atlanta-bred. Uh, can you share, I guess, share with people, you know, where'd you grow up? What, what, what part of uh, ATL? Okay, so I actually grew up on the south side of Atlanta. Um, I was born um, and raised in College Park the first two years of my life. And then we moved to Jonesboro. Um, so I've lived there ever since I was about two and a half, three years old. So I guess I say I was born and raised in Jonesboro, technically. Gotcha. And um, now I reside in Riverdale. So I'm still on the south side, but I love to do a lot of fun things and stuff like downtown, like Castleberry Hill, Brookhaven, um, little five points, of course. You know, those are kind of my kind of stomping grounds, I would definitely say. I got you. Okay. So so with all that said, what got you interested in graphic graphics, I guess, art, design? Because one of the things you mentioned about your business, and people can go to your website, and I know, I'll, I know you'll give it a little later, but it's MissLaceyStudios.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, you do like a unique combination of illustration and graphic art. Um, so so kind of tell people how you got into that. Okay. Um, well, I actually have been drawing since I was about two years old. And um, from the minute I kind of started drawing, I knew that whatever I did in my career, I wanted it to be creative, and I wanted it to be where I was able to use my hands um, to kind of express myself. So um, I've always loved to draw. I like to sew, actually, too. I'm a huge, huge lover of fashion as well. Um, I was kind of in dance for a little while, too. So, you know, you actually can use your body as a piece of art um, as well. Um, So pretty much anything in the art, I've really, really been into. But... um, when I went to college, I actually went to school to be a sequential artist. 
uh, which is just a more kind of, I guess, higher class term or hoity-toity term uh, for being a comic book artist. Mm -hmm. So I grew up reading a lot of comic books. And also I grew up watching a lot of Disney movies. Like if you were to sit down with me and I was watching, if we were watching Aladdin or Lion King or one of those, I would know every single word to the movie. You probably would never want to watch it with me ever again because I know like all of them because I used to sit there and watch them and I would draw them mm -hmm. at the same time. And, and you know what? So, I'm not going to get uh, too technical because when, when I first uh, saw your work, uh, I noticed because a lot of the graphic designers really get caught up into Photoshop and, and they use a lot of stock art and quite frankly, a lot of, you know, they're, they're heavy into flyers. And, and that's, I don't want to degrade what you guys do because a lot of people do, a, it, it's all done on, on different levels. And um, one of the things I noticed was your drawing. And, and I was going to ask you, you can tell you have an influence. Uh, you've been influenced by a lot of the classic cartoons, the Disney. Is there one cartoon that when you draw, you, th you really think of? Is there one that, that's kind of that, uh, that major cartoon that still has influence over your life? Or one, one character, not, maybe not a character, but, you know, there's some people who are like, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not going to get into it on this, on this uh, podcast, you know, heavy DC, heavy Marvel, you know, but is, is there something that, that really uh, influences your work? Well, I guess I would definitely have to say um, Archie Comics. Oh, no, because, um, not the Archies. <laughs> yes, Archie, Archie Comics. My, um, my big cousin Jennifer actually used to read them all the time. And wow. growing up, once I started really, really getting into comic books, uh, my aunt, my cousin's mother, actually gave me all of my cousin's Archie comics. And I would just sit there and read those, like, all day long. And I actually would send in my fan art, too. And I remember the first time I got my work in Archie, in that Archie magazine, my mom went out and bought, like, 40 copies wow. and, like, sent them to, like, every everybody. Because it was, it was a huge thing, you know, to be chosen. And in a way, you're like, oh, my God, I'm published. And I'm only, like, 11 years old. Like, it was, you know, for an artist, that's major when your work is shown and yeah. it's appreciated. So I would definitely say that I got my kind of um, style as far as drawing humans yeah. um, from Archie Comics. But then when it comes to my children's books that I do, and I do a lot of whimsical kind of things, mm -hmm. that's where... My Disney influence comes in. What's I would the definitely one Disney? Say that. The one Disney. Know, the one Disney. You know what Disney movie? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What's okay. the one Disney movie that really is it for you? Oh, is it? It would. It would literally be between the Lion King and Aladdin. Those wow, are the okay. two that, like, I could sit there and watch those literally every single day because. With Aladdin, you were dealing with kind of the magic, um, you know, dealing with the genie and, you know, Jafar and his sorcery. And then with the Lion King, you were kind of still dealing with magic in a way because, you know, you were dealing with Rafiki, but then you were dealing with animals, too. Okay. And um, 
one of the things that I loved when I would watch those movies is sometimes you were, you were able to see like the behind the scenes mm-hmm. kind of production of how they would create a lot of the um, characters. And mm-hmm. especially with the Lion King, you know, they went to Africa right. and were out in the, in the, um, in the jungles and stuff. And in the, in the, um, in the desert, almost like looking at these animals in their natural habitat and, in a way, when I am doing my artwork, I do a lot, a lot of research. Okay. So I kind of take what I used to see on those videos and stuff like that, and I've instilled that in my work, too. So okay. when I meet with a client, I always tell them, you know, if you have examples, um, definitely bring those to the meetings and stuff like that, because I'm going to do my own research mm-hmm. on top of whatever research that my client is going to do as well, because I'm very, I'm kind of a, well, not kind of, I've been told I'm a huge perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So I want everything to be accurate. And so that's kind of some of the things that I learned from watching Disney and even watching Pixar nowadays too. They are very um, keen on, everything being just so. So I kind of consider myself to be that kind of an artist as well. Okay. Hey, with, with so many, you mentioned clients, um, with the market being so crowded with people who call themselves artists, I mean, it's, it's extremely competitive, <laughs> extremely competitive, I'd say. How, how do you stand out? How do you, do you get noticed in a larger market? Well, the, the best way I could kind of paraphrase to kind of get noticed is when you get a client, you have to make sure that you take care of that client. Um, my motto is um, where you were treated as our number one customer. And I have to make sure that my clients, my clients feel like they are my number one customer, like nothing else is coming above them. Mm-hmm. And so if my client enjoys the, the process that he and I or she and I are going through, then they are more keen to refer me to other people as well. Um, but then I would also say one of the things that will help a designer stand out is simply their style. Um, my style is definitely um, more animated, um, fun. Always, It's always been called kind of whimsical in a way. So I always feel that if I can bring that to whatever kind of medium or project that I'm doing for a client, then that also helps me to stand out. So I, I would say customer service and your style. Lacey, what, which one are you most proud of? If you, you know, based on, on, on a lot of the work you've done for clients or even maybe some of the things you've done for you with just messing around in the studio, what, what, what are you most proud of? Um, I would say it was actually a book, a children's book that I did towards the end of last year. And the client wanted me to create these intricate illustrations and they dealt with, um, bugs. And I can't really get into it because I was signed to a, um, a disclosure until it's published, but it's centered, it's centered around insects and I had to create what, life would look like from a bug's point of view. Wow. So, yeah. So I actually looked at a lot of stuff from like a bug's life, um, as well as the movie Ant. Mm-hmm. I also did a lot of research um, on, I love Bing. Bing has so many photos. I can literally get everything I need 
solely from that one site. But I did a lot of research on that. And then um, she needed it in a very, very short amount of time. Because typically when I create children's books, I tell my client it's going to take at least two months, one and a half to two months to get everything done. Mm -hmm. And she needed it within like two, two and a half weeks. So I was able to... I literally was almost working around the clock on the project. So a lot of the other work that I had, I still worked on it, but that kind of took main priority, unfortunately. I mean, my customers didn't know that, mm-hmm. but um, I had to really, really hone in on that. And so I was able to um, get it done in the amount of time that my client needed, and I was very proud of the outcome. Because it didn't look rushed at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was, I was I was very, very pleased with the the amount of color that I used, the types of colors that I used as well, and then the style. Because it was kind of, it was definitely kind of out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm so used to doing people. Mm-hmm. So for me to do do bugs, that was like totally, you know, different for me. So, so are, I, are you going to be able to share that when it's, that. when it's, when uh, it's, when it's released, are you going to be able to kind of to share? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that it will be released uh, within the next, probably the next month. Okay. I would hope so. Okay. Well, you got to let us know so we can let folks know. Okay. Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> definitely. And if they want, um, if people want to look at any other children's books that I have done, um, you can always go on Amazon mm-hmm. and just put in um, Lauren Lacey. Okay. And um, the book should, should come up. So then that way people can kind of get a sense of my style as well. That is awesome. Awesome. So so what's what's the dream job? You've, you've talked about the things you've done. What's that one thing or, or maybe a couple of things uh, you haven't done that would be the dream opportunity? Oh, my dream job, number one, would be to probably work at um, Pixar as a storyboarder mm-hmm. um, or as a character artist. Yeah, and explain to people, um, because we don't, we don't necessarily have people who are artists who listen, explain what the storyboard is all about. Okay, so the storyboarder is the artist who um, pretty much draws out for um, the... I guess almost I would say the audience or the next artist that's coming behind, such as like the 3D artist, mm-hmm. how everything is going to look. Yeah. So we set up the the angles that the characters are going to be seen at. Um, if something is going to be in like an extreme close up, if you know if the camera angle is going to shift to the right, shift to the left. If it's going to be a walking scene, we do that, but we have to, we have to draw it really, really fast. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so it is a form of sequential art because I did take, um, the art of storyboarding while I was in school and I really, really, um, enjoyed it because there's so many different kind of, I guess, facets to storyboarding Mm -hmm, mm because you could be the storyboarder who draws it you could be the storyboarder that colors it i mean you can you can kind of do it all you know if you really really want to so so that's the one thing pixar opportunity would be the biggest opportunity that dream job um there are like a few um kind of opportunities here and there um but the only thing about being a storyboarder 
is that um, it is on a project by project basis. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It's unfortunately not a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you when you're with um, Pixar, so. that's the biggest. <laughs> I mean, they, that that's the that's the place where every artist wants to be. I would guess. I mean, Pixar. You know, they yeah. They set the standard for uh, for animation. Am I correct? And and illustration. So you're in the right place if you at Pixar, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's either it's either Pixar, DreamWorks, or um or the other studio, Blue Sky. Okay. Um, they are the they're the top three where you know people kind of get I get starry eyed. Okay. Wow. When you know talk to me about them, but those are the those are the top three though. As, as an African American, um, do you feel? Um, I, I guess people will probably ask you, "How did I get? How do you get where you are?" Uh, what do you What do you tell kids? What do you tell youth who who may see your drawings and say, "I want to draw like you"? Uh, what What advice do you give them now? Uh, you know, you talk, you, you're talking about uh, doing this for Pixar. What do you tell kids? Well, um, it's funny you should ask that because I have had quite a few parents whose um, kids have gone off to, like, art school, and then, like, the the child kind of goes, but then they're not really that serious about it. And so um, I was actually talking to one guy um, maybe towards the end of last year, and his father was kind of just telling me, oh, he's kind of, He's there, but then he's not really there. He really wants to do, like, video gaming. Um, but, you know, he's, he's just kind of dinking around. And I just looked at the father, and I said, you don't dink around when you're at an art school. First of all, it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Second of, yeah. All, <laughs> second of all, there's what there's too many other artists that can do what you do, if not better. Mm-hmm. For you to think that you're just going to go there and it's just going to be an all-out party. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I always tell artists um, or people that are thinking about being an artist um, that they first need to get an internship. And secondly, they need to be serious about it because um, the world is so saturated now with people who are, as I consider to be real artists, but then also people who are like, oh, well, I just learned Photoshop, so now I'm an artist. Yeah. So yeah. you're now having Pete with a whole slew of people. And so, um, you know, I just kind of told him, I said, you got, you got to be serious about this because this is nothing to, you know, play around. Especially if you want to do something like video gaming, desi- video game design. Mm-hmm. A lot of those designers, they come in at minimum like sixty thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. And then they just pretty much go from there up into you know six figures, and then some. Okay. So you know it's just it's it's very very competitive, and you have to constantly be open to learning. Okay. That was one thing that I had to kind of get over um, when I graduated. Okay. Because when I graduated, I graduated right when the bottom fell out on the economy. Mm. And so, unfortunately, the first thing that a lot of companies were getting rid of was the art department. Yeah. And yeah. so, I was like, okay, well, maybe I can get a job, you know, as, as an illustrator somewhere. And they were like, well, Lauren, it's not really, you're not really an illustrator anymore, you're a graphic designer. 
And I was like, well, no, I'm not. I want the school to, to draw and be an illustrator. And they're like, no, Lauren, the term has completely changed now. Wow. You now have to be an illustrator, a designer, a web designer, and an animator all in the same, you know, un- under the same title. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to someone and I said, do you know how many years I'll have to be in school in order to master each of those, <laughs> like, degrees? Like, yeah. And they were like, well, you know, I mean, that's just kind of how it is now. Wow. And so it's all consolidated. Like, oh. It's all consolidated. Yeah. Under one office. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Exactly. So then what I wound up doing is I wound up going back to school. I took a continuing education um, class at um, Emory University. Okay. And I learned in time. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped me. Um, kind of catapult or start my design kind of career. And so then from there, I just kind of learned design as I went. Mm -hmm. And with each new client that I had, I learned more and more about design. Gotcha. And then, you know, of course, you you look in books and you look, you know, when you go out and things like that. And, you know, you just kind of see things, you kind of pick up things, you know, stuff like that. So with different jobs and stuff that I had, I was able to learn design. But I always tell designers, you have to constantly keep learning and you have to constantly keep networking, too. Like no matter who, who, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you have you have to keep talking to more and more people because you never know when someone that, you know, might come across someone that needs your services. And if you're not fresh in their mind. Mm-hmm. They're not going to remember you, and that can be a lost opportunity. Excellent. So advice. constantly keep Excellent networking, advice. constantly keep learning. Yep. So, so what advice would you give a business owner who's looking to develop graphics for their brand? Um, how do they go about? Besides just getting on the phone calling you, <laughs> I mean, what what do they okay. what do they need to think about? Oh, well, I always um, tell my clients before I meet them, I'm like, please do some research first. There is nothing worse and no, no offense to um, clients or people who are looking for designers, but there's nothing worse than a client who comes to you and says, Oh, I just want to be pretty. <laughs> I can't go off. Of, I can't go off. of You just wanted to be pretty. I need for you. I need for you to give me a little bit more yeah. meat, yeah, yeah. you know, than that. Um, so I always tell people, you know, just kind of, Go online, look up your competition. Yeah, yeah. Kind of see how, you know, they're kind of working on some things. Does it and, help when um, they send you something and say, I want to, I want it to look something like this. Does it help? Right. Exactly. Cause I've, I've actually had clients where they will bring other children's books mm-hmm. to our meeting. And they're like, well, I like the way that her hair looks here. Mm-hmm. I like the way that her clothes look there, you know, or, or what have you. And um, and sometimes my clients are real particular about colors. Yeah, yeah. So they'll bring a swatch of color so that I can see, you know, what it looks like. Or if they, you know, want a, want a logo done. And I'm like, okay, well, what style do you, you know, do you want, you know, for the logo? Yeah. And so, you know, they'll bring you know different logo examples i had one lady she wanted a vintage style logo so she brought other vintage logos um to kind of show me exactly kind of what she wanted 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So I got you. Yeah. So so Lauren, yeah, so I, I always say do. Yeah. No. Do go ahead. Research. Yeah, I, with with those clients, and uh, you know, as you as you continue to grow, how do people find you? How do they reach out to you? What's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, people can always reach out to me um, on Instagram is one. Um, it's just at Miss M I S S Lacy L A C Y, and then Studios with an S at the end. Um, and on there is also my email address. It's just uh, Miss Lacey Studios at BellSouth.net. I know it's old. I'm gonna get me a Gmail. <laughs> Don't worry. Everyone, everyone always tells me, "Oh my God, you still got a Bell South account?" Yes, I do. Well, you know they got it's the AOL family. out there too, Miss Lacey. So don't don't you know don't don't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, they can reach me on Instagram. I'm also on um, Facebook and also on my website. My website has all of my information um, as far as, you know, if you want to reach me, you know, by phone, uh, by email, you know, any of those. And I will definitely try to get back to them within either that day, if not the next day. Gotcha. So, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Any, any shout outs before we wrap up? Oh, I would like to shout out, of course, to my mom and dad. They are my best friends. I love them very much. Um, of course, without them, I would not be where I am at all. So, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be out um, of Crawford Long. <laughs> you wouldn't be the Crawford. That you wouldn't be that Crawford Long baby. So yeah, you got to shout out mom and dad. There you go. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. So shout out to moms and pops. Yeah. Love you very much. Thank you for always believing in me. And, um, of course, just all my family and friends, too. So I really love and appreciate all the encouragement that um, all of my friends, all of my family, and even my clients um, that have become my friends that have inspired me to, you know, just keep pushing, keep learning, and just keep evolving. So, you know, just thank you to everyone who's ever taken a chance on me. So Excellent. love you all. Thank you. Very good, Lauren. You're a great talent. Keep doing the things you do. And we'll make sure all the information is posted. Um, on the uh, podcast as well. Okay. Hey, thank you, Lauren, for oh, taking perfect. the time. And uh, I will, oh, I will, I will, me. I will say that uh, you know when we when we taped this podcast, there was snow and ice. So uh, <laughs> I, I know <laughs> you you caught the tail end of the snow and ice. So I know everything is cool on your end. So I really appreciate you taking the time to actually do the show. Okay. Oh, appreciate it. I'm so humbled, and thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. All right. Thank you all for listening. All right. And again, I uh, want to thank Lauren Lacey, Miss Lacey Studios. Um, all her information will be on the podcast page. And you've been listening to the You Need to Know Black Business podcast. And listen for more information coming up right after this on how you can connect your business as well. Again, thank you, Lauren, and have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Subscribe by going to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Also, search You Need to Know podcast on SoundCloud. Interested in becoming a spotlight business on the You Need to Know podcast? Click on the Spotlight My Business link at the podcast page. Thanks for listening.